0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Feedback and Insights Shared number two. The Gmail address is shalombias 777 at gmail.com. We're going to discuss today an important um, concept, and that is that it's very important to not withhold from your wife or from your husband relevant and important information, and they should know what's going on in your life and the other way around, both sides. A person, whether husband and wife, cannot lead a double life. Husband and wife together need to know and understand what's going on with each other. They need to understand each other. And they should not be overly secretive or private. That's very unhealthy. Yet with saying this, however, there are... Uh, certain guidelines in regard to this because there are borders that need to be um, protected and and, uh, respected because it's a fascinating thing, marriage, where they are as united as they are and they are as one. Each neshama, the husband's neshama and the wife's neshama need to be appreciated for themselves as well and that's part of how you get to that unity to respect their individuality and respect their borders as well. And ironically, and paradoxically, by respecting those borders in a healthy way, they become actually one, and they become very, very close, and emotionally close with each other. So there is a balance here. And to explain this again, very often in this part of the series, um, I will be very, very forthcoming and straightforward about examples that I get have from my own life. And, as, and you could have the ability to extrapolate it and adapt it to your life. So what I want to say is as follows. My wife happens to work in a doctor's office. And um, basically, due to HIPAA rules, she sees all these patient charts and all these people, people that I know, many people in the community that go to this particular doctor. And she goes through the charts, and that's part of her job. And she knows a lot of secret information about all these um, patients. And because of HIPAA rules, she is not allowed to tell me or anyone else about who these people are and what their conditions are. And I know not to ask. But in general terms, she is open. So for example, um, and this is, so this is very important, the, the, even if there would not be HIPAA laws, just hashgafa-wise, it would be immoral, it would be wrong, it would be inappropriate for my wife to tell me about particular people having particular issues. It would be absolutely wrong. It would be a wrong on my part to ask, and it would be mo- wrong for my wife to um, voluntarily share that information, even without HIPAA rules. It is not ashras. There is a special sanctity of each person that deserves their privacy, and that is supreme. However, my wife does in general, would say things that are generally um, taking place. So for example, she may say, um, you'd be very surprised how many magide shiurim and Rosh Hashivas and even famous speakers that are on anxiety medication and need to take it before they before they um, actually speak or give a shir. Or you have no idea how many couples, um, you know, husband or wife are, are taking Viagra for sexual dysfunction. And my outlook on that as a general uh, comment is that not only is that not Lashon Hara, that's an important um, point to know. And we're not going to get into this in this particular uh, segment, but those are two aspects that we will address in future shiurim. The first one being about anxiety is not a shame, it's, it shouldn't be a stigma, and it's um, something that just needs to be worked through and dealt with in an honest way but never to look down on people that have such problems. And the second concept is to, to express how important um, um, physical intimacy is in a marriage. But both of those are not the subject for now. But my main point being, though, is you see from this as an example, is that there is a, is there is a sort of balance there. This conception that sometimes the secular world has, that your soul is my soul and we're all one, and everything that you're, you know I need to know, that's not healthy. That's not proper. Like in this case, I am not supposed to know all the information that's in my wife's head about particular other people, either because of the Issa Lashon Hara or because of the isra simply watching people's secrets. It's not my secrets. It's not hers either to tell. She just needs it to do her job. Same applies with me. I go to work. I have a stressful day and I come home. I have to be careful of two things. Stay away from Lashon Hara and also respect people's privacies. But at the same time, there is general information in an honest way that I should give over. Like if I'm stressed, I had a stress day, and then generally speaking, she needs to know <clears throat> what's taking place. She needs to know what's going on. And that is a balance that's very important to have. So for example, another example is um you know they're interacting in the house and all of a sudden the Husband or the wife gets an important call. They close themselves up in a room for an hour. The, 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 the wife is outside, uh, you know, and he wants to talk to her husband and he's locked in. He comes out after an hour, hour and a half. Um, so what happened? Well, you know, what were you doing? And to be stone silent or to say none of your business, that's very harsh and very cruel. There's no reason to do that. Even if the conversation is a private conversation that you have with a particular friend, you're trying to help out as an example. You should tell her, I have a friend and I was just going through these um, things with them. And it's very, very important. And again, we'll talk more in the main share when it comes by and, um, you know, when we get up to it. But it's, you need this sort of balanced, nuanced, shikal hadas, to know how to regulate and know what to say, what not to say. But you have to avoid both extremes. And the concept of totally closing off your husband or your wife from your life when they are genuinely interested in knowing what's going on, that's not proper. You have to somehow learn how to give over information in general, as long as there's no Lashon Hara in there, and as long as you're not um, violating someone's um, privacy, to be open and honest about each other, what's going on in each other's life. Now, there are exceptions to these rules, like for example, and this is something we're not discussing here when God forbid if one of the couple is extremely controlling or a narcissist or uh, um, um, you know or, or very very um, abusive, then unfortunately and they're not and there's a situation where they cannot be resolved and uh, the, the, the victim the uh, the one who's being hurt cannot leave, then yes then in those, specific circumstances, it may be necessary, or it actually probably should be, where that person needs to keep secrets from their spouse that's abusive. And needs to, for example, if if the if husband is extremely controlling over the wife with her money, you know, with the money matters and all that, even if, let's say, she's, he's wealthy, unfortunately you have that. In those rare cases, she should withhold information and stack away a separate bank account and do these things because that's a matter of self-preservation, that's necessary. But I'm talking now, here, about, you know, 90 plus percent of the general population where we're dealing with couples that have their regular flaws, but they are not, you know, evil. They are they just have their flaws, they have their, their situations. And there it's very, very important to sheer with each other, their lives together. And even if it's a subject that you are not interested in. And it's something that's very, very important. Um, So I'm gonna give you one other example. Um, The difference is, for example, I'm more uh, theoretical and more cloud in the sky type of person and my my wife's extremely practical. So she sometimes uh, discusses things that are extremely practical that I don't find necessarily too interesting. How to ter- how to ter- uh, tighten a light bulb and, and, and sales and, and all these other concepts. Many concepts, by the way, that are so important in real life, in dealing with real life and coping with, with, with real life, that I benefited a lot from them. And it took me a while to get used to it and appreciate that, that even if something does not interest me per se, it's not something that I, you know, I don't care. I'm thinking about something else, and this is not so important to me. So initially, you have to push yourself a little bit, and you force yourself to listen. This is something that's important that your wife wants to convey or your husband wants to convey, convey and you listen to him. And um, over time, you'll sometimes you'll develop an interest, actually, and sometimes you won't. And even if you won't, it still will be a pleasant experience. It'll be a pleasant experience when your wife is excited about certain topics and certain subjects. And even though you, you know, in, intrinsically are not, but by you expressing that interest and her responding back in kind and, and having a nice conversation about those subjects, it becomes very pleasant. And we have the reverse also. I'm interested in personality types. My wife really isn't particularly interested. Nevertheless, over the course of the years, because of our conversations and openness, she knows about extroverts and introverts and and all these other things. And again, it's not her main um, interest, but it's something that you learn to adapt and to develop. So this is something very important, that the respect, on the one hand, to respect the borders of the person, and not be overly interfering, and not be overly uh, codependent, and not um, to be um, you know, where were you a half hour ago, where were you two minutes ago, and to let the the other spouse, the husband or the wife have a certain degree of their own uh, expressions, and their own independence, and in their own, you know, talents, that's a beautiful thing. And I think it's a big chesed, by the way, When, let's say, a husband sees a wife that has musical talent, or let's say, he's able to play piano when she was a kid and she was very good at it, and uh, she regrets, you know, I don't have time, or I don't have a a piano anymore, I would love to play, and, and you see she has that talent. It's a chesed for the husband to encourage his wife to bring forth that talent. And the other way around as well like we said in, in our main shiurim over there, that it is very, very um, in the ability of each person to be a mechanic in that sense, a mashpia rather, that's the better word, a mashpia in that sense, to bring out the best in your spouse, to bring out the best in your husband, to bring out the best in your wife. And that is very, very important. So it is an Assyrian. I admit it's an Assyrian. Uh, people have a lot of kids in the house so that are very, very stressed sometimes. They don't have a chance to talk to each other for a bunch of days because everyone's busy with their own thing and pressures and all that. But it's very important to not let too much time go by to be able to have those type of conversations. And even if you're tired and you're, you know, you're not exactly interested you know intrinsically on what your spouse is trying to convey, It's very important to share it. Um, So I'm just going to recap and then we're going to end this particular segment. There is a shikel hadas. There is a balance in this communication between husband and wife and wife and husband. It is extremely important on one hand that you don't say Losh Hara or you don't say things that are said to you in confidence. You have no right to tell that to your spouse, especially if it doesn't affect you personally affects you personally, then you ask a Shiloh, but otherwise not. But at the same time, the opposite has to be emphasized. Where whenever it is possible to shear, whenever it is possible to be open, wherever it is possible not to be secretive or to be closed up like a wall and block off parts of your life from your husband or block off parts from uh, your life from your wife, that is best. Now sometimes, and this is true, One of them may say to themselves, you know, I tried to confide in my spouse and they laughed at me or they didn't pay attention. And after a while of doing that, the, the wife or the husband, either one that this happens to, they just shut down. They say, why should I bother? Every time I try to communicate something... Uh, that I'm interested in. Every time I communicate something that I find special, something that I find dear to me, and I want to share it with him, he's either totally disinterested, his eyes glaze over, she rolls her eyes, why should I bother? And then they shut down. And then they shut down, and then they don't communicate anymore. And if that, again, like we said in the main shiurim, all of this is reversible. All of this is reversible. Even if that already happened, and the communication is not good, There is a time to start. And if you get together and you tell each other, this is what what we're going to try to do, little by little, to start opening up, I promise I'm not going to, I'm going to listen, I'm going to take it seriously, even if it's something that I'm not personally that interested in, you know, inherently, but because it matters to you, because it's important to you, because it's it's dear to you, I want to be part of that and I want to understand it. And in that way, you could open up that line of communication again, each one could speak about each other's lives, about what happened during the course of the day, of what they're worried about, and what their fears are, and to discuss things through together. And it could be done in a way that does not violate privacy, that does not violate uh, any is Lashon and is done in a way where you are also not withholding parts of yourself that's very important for your wife or for your husband to know about or to share with. Have a wonderful day.